Let's turn the Word of God to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, and we'll read the first eight verses. Acts chapter 1, verses 1, 3, 8. 1 through 8. 1 through 8. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. It says this, Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, says, The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. I like that, that verse. O Theophilus, he, of course, he's talking about the book of Luke, right, <laughs> that he wrote. Now, uh, he's uh, uh, writing that. Actually, the former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, of course, we're going to talk about that. Remember, you know, we say, well, he was the son of God, but, you know, a lot of things that he used while he was on earth had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. I like that. Boy, I mean, you just can't deny that Jesus, amen, rose again being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait. Boy, waiting's no fun sometimes, is it? It's hard. Wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. He said, Don't worry about that. Here's what you need to focus on. Verse 8. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, Lord, again, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace. And uh, Lord, we thank you for uh, these good songs. Lord, uh, we thank you for the talents uh, that you've uh, given to the people uh, to play instruments and to use those things to your glory. We pray you just uh, bless uh, our people and thank you for their faithfulness. Uh, uh, dear God, uh, just bless those that are faithful to be here tonight and faithful to listen in. Uh, Lord, again, we thank you for the many uh, sick, many physical needs among us. Lord, please uh, touch these and give them healing and uh, raise them up, uh, uh, dear God, uh, that they, again, that they'd be able to get about uh, uh, <laughs> their duties. Again, Lord, we pray for spiritual needs. Again, if by chance there's somebody here tonight or somebody listening that needs to be saved or needs uh, just some spiritual encouragement and help along the way, Lord, I pray you'd give it to them. And again, Lord, as we look at this thought from the Word of God, uh, may, we, may we be uh, challenged to be willing to uh, search our own lives and hearts and uh, see that, uh, Lord, we're uh, availing ourselves and yielding ourselves to the Word of God and to what you desire to do in and through our lives. Now, again, we pray, dear God, glorify thyself and build your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, uh, we've been talking uh, some over the last month or so as we got in the holiday service about, you know, witnessing and especially as we have opportunity to be around maybe some lost loved ones or uh, maybe some friends or maybe uh, 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 some uh, uh, other people about being a witness. 
And so tonight we want to look a little bit about that, about, you know, the power to witness. Hey, we want to witness, but hey, we don't want to trust in ourselves when we witness. You know, we don't want to think, oh, well, you know, I've done this a few times, you know. <laughs> oh, no. Never want to be dependent on self. Amen. Never want to lean on self. And as we uh, look at these here, these believers uh, in, in the first century, in the beginning of the church, and uh, one thing uh, you see here. You know, thank God for a building, amen? We're thankful for our, our building, but they didn't confine their faith and their Christianity to a building, amen? We need to be thankful for a building, but listen, just as we uh, uh, want to be good believers when we're in the building, amen, we want to be effective witnesses outside the building. And so here we see they yield their lives to the Lord, and as you go through Acts, right, the Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of the Holy Ghost through the Apostles is really what it is, all right, that they lived in the power of his Holy Spirit each day. And as they did, God enabled them, right? He's the enabler, right? His tools are for enabling us to be bold witnesses for Christ. Why? That we might accomplish his work, of course, in his power. That's what we want to do, accomplish his work in his power. And so we say again, right there, Acts 1.8 says again, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is upon you. So listen, you need to have power, but you need to make sure you have the right kind of power, right? And ye shall be witnesses, right? That Holy Ghost gives us the power to be the witnesses that God wants us uh, to be. So in this one verse in the New Testament, we find the key to unlock, amen, uh, 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 the secret to be an effective witness and testimony uh, for uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn over to Acts uh, 4. I love, uh, I love uh, these verses in, uh, in, in Acts 4. Remember when, they, when you know, they, they went before and they were challenged, uh, uh, they were challenged by the leaders. But I like, I like this verse, Acts 4, 31. And now here they were in the building. It says, and when they had prayed, I love this, the place was shaken. Amen. Now there wasn't a, amen, there wasn't an earthquake but there was a building quake, amen? There wasn't an earthquake, but there was a building quake, amen? Hey, uh, I don't know if I'd like to see an earthquake in this area, but I would like to see a building quake, amen, when we were in the house of God, where they were assembled together. So here it is, you see, they assembled together. They assembled in a certain place together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And this is what we need to remember. You know, uh, a lot of times people think these certain things or these special things were uh, only uh, for the preacher, only for uh, the missionary. No, God, amen, he wants everybody to be an effective witness. He wants everybody to have the power of the Holy Ghost upon their life. He wants every one of us, amen, to be filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with Boldness. So every one of us, that is what God wants. And it says, with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection Lord, verse 33, right? That was Acts 4.31 and Acts 4.33, right? Of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. I love that statement. Amen. Boy, we want the Holy Ghost to be upon them. We want great grace. Amen. God to give us great grace and great wisdom in, 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 in dealing with people, right? Lord, uh, give us sensitive hearts. 
Give us tender hearts, amen? Give us alert hearts when we talk to people, amen? To be attentive to people, to understand where people might be in their uh, spiritual condition or sensitive to what's going on in their life and how we might minister to them, amen? Through the Spirit of God and <laughs> the Word of God. But the Bible says here that the message preached uh, by the early church was a powerful message, of course, of the resurrected Savior. And, of course, it was proclaimed in the power of the resurrection. Paul said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Isn't that amazing? Think about the power it took to raise him from the dead. Say, man, that's power. Well, that same power, amen, is available to us as the child of God. Amen. We, uh, we think, well, we miss out on so much that God has available to us as believers. And unfortunately, we know very little of this great uh, power that seems to be so evident uh, uh, in the believers as we read through the book of Acts. I like what it says. Turn over to Luke 24. Luke 24. Of course, you know, usually when we think about the greatest commission, the only place we know about it is where it's in Matthew 28. But we see uh, the greatest commission mentioned uh, uh, in several places. And here we see it in Acts 24, verse 48. And uh, these good verses, uh, Luke 24, 48 says, ye are witnesses of these things. Now, you got to remember, hey, we think, oh, well, they were witnesses of these things because they saw it, you know, with their own eyes. But you got, listen, we are witnesses of these things. We've talked about this before because we believed on them, right? We believed on these things. And by faith, we participated in these things. So we can just as boldly say that, hey, listen, I, am, I, can, I can say, honestly, I am a witness of the death of Jesus Christ. I am a witness of the burial of Jesus Christ. I am a witness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I am a witness of who Jesus Christ really is. Say, so how can you say that? Because, well, uh, according to the word of God, I participated in these things, amen, by faith when I got saved, amen, and the power of that, amen, is what uh, activated in my life and changed me, amen. So I'm a witness to the power of the resurrection. It's that is what transformed my life, amen. Old things are passed away, all things become new. That's what happened. So I'm a witness to these things. But it goes on to say in verse 49, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry, here's that, it goes right along with the word wait, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with the power from on high. Boy, and listen, and whatever that, that, whatever that takes, until, you got to be willing to tarry. That word tarry, it means it means to cause to sit down. Basically, you say this: Hey, hey, listen, just go ahead. You ever, you know, uh, you go into some place and they say, Hey, hey, just uh, uh, go go ahead and uh, take a seat over there, and uh, until we can get with you, right? You go into doctor's office. I would say, Hey, just take a seat right over there, and uh, we'll be with you as soon as we can, right? And you stay there until they come out and say, uh, Mrs. Jones, right? And then you know, hey, uh, <laughs> you can get back of that seat. Hey, and that's basically what the Lord says. Hey, listen, you just take a seat right there and God will be with you at his time. That's what God's saying. Hey, just take a seat over there and God will be with you at his appointed time and his appointed way. And until God comes, amen, stay in that seat, 
wait upon him. He has his reason, amen, and his timing for those things. You can trust him, but don't be afraid to wait on God. You know, often we're looking, uh, especially in today's ministry, because we see all this, you know, people are wanting to be entertained and people are wanting this and people are wanting uh, 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 that. You know, often we're looking for waiting on some new formula, amen, uh, for getting a crowd or some new plan or some new uh, 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 strategy. And, you know, and uh, there's nothing wrong with, you know, some things uh, uh, being new. And listen, not as a side note, hey, this is a side note. There's nothing wrong with updating things in the church, right? We don't want to become modern or contemporary in that sense. But hey, sometimes it's good to update things as a side note. But often, you know, we're waiting these things and we, you know, we're looking for some other power. We get side, we're t- maybe we're tired. We say, well, I'm tired of, of waiting. So we try to come up with some new idea. Some rely on physical power, right? Uh, some rely on financial power. Uh, some uh, 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 rely on uh, uh, mental power. They think, you know, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm smart. I'm learned. I have the knowledge. You know, I can, I can figure out uh, how to do this. Listen, the, uh, especially, you know, yes, remember this as, as, as a preacher and a, or a speaker, the power to articulate and communicate is a good thing. I mean, I wish I, I, I wish I knew how to say it better. You know, my English isn't always the bestest, right? Isn't always the bestest. I mean, am I supposed to say, you know, uh, Joe and I, or Joe and me, I don't know. Amen. Usins, whatever. Amen. Usins. How's that? Usins. Yeah. Amen. Right. So, but you know, if you, if you have the ability to articulate, communicate, you know, that's nice and it has its place. And I'm not for, you know, uh, 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 ignorance. I, I think it's nice if you can, if you can uh, speak well and all those things, but don't put your trust simply on those things when it comes to dealing. Because here's the thing. You're dealing with eternal things. So you need an eternal power. You need eternal wisdom and guidance. Amen. When you're dealing with people with the important things of eternal things in their life. And so that's why he says, listen, the promise of the father up on you. We see that in uh in, uh, in, 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 uh, in John 14. But as we look at these things, we remember Jesus commanded his followers to tarry in Jerusalem until they were, I like that word, endued, amen, with power from on high. God told them not to attempt to do his work until they had his power. And we must realize it's foolish to try to do the work of God without the power of God. If we attempt to do his work without his power, we fail. So we need to ask ourselves on a continually basis, am I functioning in the power of the Holy Spirit? You know, I, 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 look, I look back, uh, um, uh, you know, in the, uh, it, it, especially I think of, a, uh, uh, you know, early, early, early ministry. I remember uh, there in, uh, there in uh, Bulgaria that uh, uh, before we'd go into villages, I remember before we go into Volchido, we had a place where we would pull over and go into the woods. And we would spend time in prayer before we go down to that village. You know, uh, we had a place in that mountain that overlooked villages there where we would go out as, as, as a team and we would spend time in, in, in prayer. And that, I think that's, and then we had a church. Uh, the church I was uh, out of at that time was a great church of uh, a prayer. Every morning, at, every day, every day, right? Except Sunday at, at 6 a.m., they had people came in for prayer. Every night at 7 p.m., there were people there uh, praying. And we saw a uh, 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 mighty, mighty, uh, 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 works there. 
And uh, just what a, and uh, you know, we, we, that's, that's, the way, that's just the way it needs to be, really. So listen, we must not be confused when considering the, 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 the power that the, this early church had. We're not simply speaking of having powerful meetings. You know, people like powerful meetings, right? You know, we like to go to a camp meeting or we like to go to the Jubilee and we want to see some big thing happen, you know, and, and like God moving a lot of, you know, uh, uh, shouting and all that stuff. Hey, I, I like that. that. Doesn't bother me if I'm at a good meeting, you know, stand on a pew and shout it out. I've ran a few laps in my time. That stuff, that stuff, uh, it might have been a while since I've done it, but uh, I, that stuff don't, don't bother me. Oh, I used to embarrass my kids. They'd say, oh, there goes dad again. Amen. But uh, good memories, good memories. But here's the thing. You know, that, that, that's fun if you can have a good meeting in a building. But yet, if you don't see that stuff carried on and see the effect of it outside the building, then it was just a bunch of hoopla. You know what I mean? It was just a flash in the pan. If it doesn't have an effect, if you have some good stuff go on inside the building, but yet it's not affecting the way you conduct yourself and the ministry outside the building, well, then, you know, was it just emotion, commotion, amen, and a commotion, or did God moved in? And I've seen it, I've seen it both ways, but they didn't confine their faith to the building. Again, people like to have an exciting meeting, but what's more, what's more exciting than an exciting meeting, even though a meeting may be exciting, is an exciting Christian life filled and controlled and lived in the power of the Holy Spirit. We need God's power, again, not just in the church assembly, though we want it there, but also as we witness throughout the week. Throughout the week, if I say God did something on Sunday and it's not affecting me on Monday, amen, that would bring those things into question. Because not only we want it in the church house, amen, if God, if God is moving in a mighty way in the church house, then that should show up at my house. Amen. Think of it that way. Amen. If God moves mighty in the church house, it should show up at my house. It should show up on our job. It should show up in our daily lives. We must have God's power to accomplish his work in a way that brings glory to him. And that'll be the key. Everything's being focused amen. on him. Amen. And lifted up to him. The power, amen, as we read through Acts in the early church was not about how they performed or what their strategy might have been. It was, amen, a power that rested entirely upon their dependence and allegiance to God as they served him faithfully, of course, in the person of his indwelling Holy Spirit. Again, uh, physical power, you know, is, is uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, nice to have uh, strength to, uh, to get about and uh, financial power is good. I mean, the church needs finances. We need, it's important for people to tithe, offerings and missions, all those things are good, but we don't completely rely upon that. Amen. We must have the power of uh, the Holy Spirit. So unless we're persuaded of our absolute need, but, you know, we say, I need thee every hour. And that way that's, we, we need to live with a conscious awareness of that. Lord, I need you moment by moment. Lord, I need you day by day. Amen. If we don't live in that conscious awareness, we're never going to have the power to witness effectively to the lost. The person of the Holy Spirit, amen, it, it came to indwell every believer. That's the whole reason that God sent him. Again, John 14. John 14, verses, beginning verse 16, says this. Jesus says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may, he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, 
whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither know them. We know it can't know him, according to Corinthians, but ye know him. Ye know, why? For he dwelleth in you and shall be in you. And we know that he in, he indwells us. Now, that's, that's one of the great things about the, the differences in the, in the dispensation that we live in. Now that now the Holy Spirit uh, indwells us. Amen. So the, the Holy Spirit that we seek to fill us is already there. We just need to avail ourselves to his presence, avail ourselves to his power, avail ourselves to what he desires to do in and through our life. Well, it's, it's a sad thing, but too many believers in this age have learned to live and go about uh, without the power of the Holy Spirit. But we know that when he came, amen, he, 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 he made a change in their speech, not just that they spoke in tongues, amen, but the, 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 the way in which they, they spoke. Turn over to uh, Acts chapter uh, 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 2, and we'll look at some verses there. Acts chapter 2, and we'll see where the Holy Spirit comes. But as we look at the early church who lived in the power of the Holy Spirit, we'll notice, amen, the changes that took place in their life when the Holy Spirit showed up. I mean, we're going to see where Peter preached. You know, I mean, you see, hey, is this the same guy that denied him just a few days ago? What was the difference? The power of uh, the Holy, uh, the Holy uh, Spirit. They talked about Jesus Christ and used their speech to bring glory to him. In Acts here, we read about Peter lifting up his voice and preaching Jesus Christ. Notice Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Boy, that, 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 notice that right there. You know, uh, uh, that, that's a key thing. Lord, may, by the grace of God, may we always be. It's nice that we're in one place, but may we know that we're all in one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house, amen, where they were sitting. Oh, God, fill this house. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. Again, notice before, and we read over in Acts 4, all of them. Here it says each of them. Again, we want every, it's just like we want everybody to be saved. We want every lost person to be saved. We want every believer to be filled. We want every believer to be empowered. We want every believer to be an effective witness. Verse 4, again, here it is. And they were all, there it is again, filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, just a side note, we know that those were, those were unknown languages then, but they were known languages in the world. They were known languages in the world. Believe me, nothing would have blessed me more than the day I showed up in Bulgaria, God gave me the gift of Bulgarian. That would have saved me a lot of beating my head up against the wall, you know, uh, learning, learning that language. Amen. That would have been a great, that would have been a great blessing. But here's what we need to realize. The Holy Spirit came that day. And what did he come to do? He came to take over. The Holy Spirit came to take over their lives. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to take over our lives. He wants to take over the church. He wants to rule, amen. He wants to have the authority in our lives. He wants to have complete control in our being. So we need to ask ourselves as believers, be honest with ourselves. Say, yes, man, I think about my lost loved ones. I think about people I'm trying to witness to. 
Well, we need to ask ourselves, are we moving? Are we working? Are we living and breathing in the power of God's Holy Spirit? We need to challenge ourselves. I need to uh, challenge myself. That is a fair question for believers to ask themselves. But of course, they were filled with the Spirit. Go down to verse 14, and, and what happens? Peter's standing up. Peter's standing up, it says in verse 14, it, uh, with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you. Look at this. Hearken to my words. I like that. He says, listen, I got something to tell you. Hey, listen, that's a good thing to say to someone. Say, listen, friend, would you just hearken to my words for a moment, please? I have something that can transform your life. I can do I can I can give you some words from this book that will do exactly what needs to be done in your life and can help you have a daily active personal relationship with the living God. Oh, listen, I ask you to hearken to my words because my words are based upon his words, the word of God. And you see the result of that. What is the result of that? What is the result of the Holy Spirit coming down and taking control? What is the result of every believer being filled with the Spirit of God, the church being filled with the Spirit of God? What is the result of the man of God standing up, amen, and with a fresh anointing, preaching in the power of the Word of God and people hearkening unto that powerful Word in the power of the Holy Spirit? Well, you see the result in verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word. Listen, if, if you're witnessing to somebody and they truly understand what it is you're telling them, oh, they'll be glad. Amen. Oh, thank you. Thank you for telling me the truth. Thank you for telling me how I can be saved. Thank you for telling me I don't have to die in my sin and go to hell. Thank you for telling me what Jesus Christ did for me. They'll be thankful. Hey, 34 and a half years, I'm still thankful, amen, that I received the word of God gladly on that day, and I'm still glad I received the word all these years later. Received his word, and they that gladly received his word were baptized, amen. I want to be obedient to that gospel, and then I want to be obedient to the first step of obedience and get baptized. And the same day there were added in the church about 3,000 souls. That's exciting. Hey, listen, if speaking in tongues gets you more excited than people getting saved, something's wrong. Or if any other aspect of, uh, of some uh, relationship you have with God gets you more excited than the fact of somebody getting saved, well, you're mixed up somewhere. The most exciting thing to us as believers is seeing Jesus Christ glorified by somebody putting their faith in his death, burial, and resurrection and getting born again. Amen. There's a lot of exciting things about being a believer, but the most important thing and the most exciting thing is having an impact on somebody else's life with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ because that's how you make an eternal impact on somebody's life. Amen. And that is still an exciting uh, uh, thing. 
and we should still be excited about it. So we hear Peter lifting up his voice and preaching Jesus Christ. And we see uh, others throughout the book of Acts being uh, led and guided by the Holy Spirit of God. Wait, think about uh, Philip, amen? He was up there in that great revival, and then he went down uh, just to tell one soul about Jesus Christ. See, it's all the same. Jesus Christ, he's just as excited as one person getting saved as he is the whole crowd getting saved, amen? Uh, it means just as much. Think about that. You know, we read where, uh, like here, 3,000 people got saved. But think about the day that you got saved. You, maybe you, got, you were all by yourself, just like me. I was at home all by my, you, well, you know, uh, uh, got saved. But that was just as exciting. There was just as much rejoicing when you got saved as an individual as there was the day those 3,000 got saved. That's how excited God is about your salvation. Amen. I tell people one time, somebody said, man, when I, when, you know, I've, I've calmed down a lot since I got saved. I don't, I don't know if I'm like that. But I remember somebody saying to me one time, oh, man, Jeff, you need to calm down. You're beside yourself. And I got thinking about that. I said, where's Jesus right now? I said, well, he's beside the Father. I said, you know what? God's beside himself right now. Why is God beside himself? Well, he's beside himself over my salvation. Well, if God can be beside himself over my salvation, why can't I be beside himself? Then another time somebody said to me, man, you've gone overboard. And I'm thinking, man, the only guy I know that went overboard was Noah, and that's because he was doing wrong. Amen. <laughs> nothing wrong with amen. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong uh, with that. Be excited about what God has done in your life. So you see the change in, in their speech, not just that they spoke in tongues, but in the way they spoke, in the power of the Holy Ghost. And he gave them, he gave them mighty courage. He gave them mighty courage. Again, Acts chapter 4. Uh, verse 7, let me give you some more verses out of Acts 4, says this, Acts 4 verse 7 says, and when they, when they had set them in the midst, right, here they were before the leaders, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? By what power or by what name have you done this? I love this, the answer in verse 10, be it none unto you all, and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, amen, there's, there, there's power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why you, you could yell out, you could yell out all kinds of names in a crowd. And people would sort of just look at you. But boy, you start, you start using that name Jesus and amen. people are going to get nervous because there's power in that name. Verse 13 of Acts 4, it says again, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, Man, may God give us a witness and a boldness that people can see that's evident to those around us and perceive that they were unlearned and ignorant men. See, they didn't use proper English. You know why? They were Jewish. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And so we need to ask ourselves, do people see our boldness? Not our brassness, because, you know, sometimes one thing I don't like to see is, is somebody with an attitude preaching the word of God. And I've seen that. We don't need to have an attitude. We need to have boldness, not brassness. Amen. But we do need to have uh, a boldness and be a witness. And of course, they spoke with power in the name of Jesus. Jesus said this in Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spake to them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Right. Jesus had all power, he had all authority, and he had all right, amen, uh, uh, in everything that he did. So we see here in these verses, the religious leaders recognized the boldness of Peter and John. 
Amen. And from where did that courage come? They received it from the Spirit in God. They were emboldened by, listen, the Spirit of God is not ashamed to talk about Jesus anywhere. Amen. Amen. The Spirit of God is not ashamed to talk about Jesus anywhere. And you know what? When you're filled with the Spirit of God and controlled by the Spirit of God, you will not be ashamed to talk about Jesus anywhere. He will give you that boldness. So he gave them courage and he gave them vision. When the first century church was filled with the Holy Spirit, right, they realized, amen, that they had the message that would change the world, and Jesus Christ gave them the greatest commission to take it to the world. And when we truly know something of the power, amen, uh, that this uh, early church had, our vision will be enlarged, amen, and we'll have that desire to take it to everyone. So let us ask ourselves, are we yielding to God? Are we yielded to God? Amen. And do we have that burden of reaching those around us? Lord, as I, in this holiday season, as I'm seeing some loved ones I don't get to see often and I'm not sure they're saved, or maybe I'm uh, seeing some friends that I don't get to see often, or Lord, even those that I see often around school, uh, around work or whatever the case might be, Lord, help me, help me to know that I'm being filled and guided and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Like, uh, I like what it says about Stephen in Acts 6, 8. It says, and Stephen, full of faith and power. Lord, give me faith to, to trust in the, uh, when I give out the message, it's going to have an impact on those. And give me the power and boldness to deliver it. It says he did great wonders and miracles among the people. Lord, that should be our prayer. Lord, give me faith and power like you did Stephen. We as believers, amen, as we, as we gather together and always, but as we think about uh, being with loved ones even during the season, we must be filled by his spirit, amen, and yielding to his control by faith and depending upon his enablement. Lord, you said in John 15, without you, I can do nothing. And you know what that means? It means exactly what it says. Lord, I, I acknowledge that. I realize I'm completely dependent upon you. But Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give forth the word. Lord, I'm willing and desiring to be the witness you've called to me. Lord, I want to be the effective believer that you've called me to be. But Lord, if I'm going to do that, then, Lord, you have to enable me through your Holy Spirit. So, Lord, help me to live in a conscious awareness of that. Lord, give me a sensitive heart. Give me a tender heart uh, to be controlled by thy Holy Spirit. So if the Lord has his rightful place in our life, amen, we will be, we will be a hopeful, helpful, and encouraging people to those around us. And that's what we want to be. Amen. That's what believers ought to be. People ought to know, oh man, that man, that, 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 he's a Christian. He's a, he, he, he's, man, he's a helpful neighbor. He's a, he's a hopeful neighbor. He, amen. He, he's always got joy in his life. He's a, he's an encouragement, man. I like to, I like to be around him. Man, what makes you different? What makes me different is that Jesus Christ changed my life and then filled me with his Holy Spirit. Amen. And those fruits of the Spirit flow through my life. Amen. And are evident in my life to witness. Amen. Then we can be the effective witnesses he wants us to be, not only in the holiday season, but every day will be like a holiday. Amen. As we go about and live in his power. Amen. And are an effective witness through the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Let's pray.